SLB Radio in Pittsburgh presents From There to Here Stories of men and women born in other countries who now live in Pittsburgh South Sudan I was born in Herat, Afghanistan I was born in Vienna, Austria in 1918 I was raised in the Carib territory Dominica is an independent island We have a lot of castles in Poland and old buildings Here is a little bit more modern The city Busan is about 5 million people A lot of people living in a very close, small space So there are lots of tall buildings, lots of apartments Very, very busy Over here in Pittsburgh, it's a little bit more laid back and I kind of like that different pace of life. On this episode, Liliosa Evangelista. Liliosa grew up in the Philippines with eight siblings. Her father was a judge and her mother was a teacher, so her family put a lot of value on education. Liliosa studied English and international relations in college and helped to fund a radio station in her country. She met her husband while visiting the U.S. and stayed after getting married. Here's Liliosa's story. My full name on my baptismal records is Maria Gloria Liliosa Mangosing Evangelista. Call me Lily for short. I am originally from the Philippines. It's an island nation out there in the Pacific, closer to Southeast Asia. On the west side, you could probably go to China. But if you go to the east side, you'll have to be going thousands of miles across the Pacific before you hit the first island, and that's Hawaii. I was 25 years old, just finished college, and I wanted to see the world. I grew up in the Philippines. We started to live in a small town where my father was the town judge. They call him Justice of the Peace. My mother was a school teacher who taught social studies. We were there until my older sister was old enough to go to high school. And that was when we were moved to the capital city where it was thought that the schools were better. And we have lived there since then. We went to high school. I went to private school, a religious school by then. And from then on, I went to the university. I took classes in literature for an English major degree with a minor in international relations. I am one of eight children, five boys and three girls. There was a time when we were all going to school, my poor parents. I don't know where they get the money. My parents put a lot of premium on education. They said that you will not have an inheritance, but you will have your education. All of us were able to finish college. All of us spoke English. And the reason is that when the Americans came, they brought several hundreds of teachers on a ship called the USS Thomas. They were the ones who started public schooling. We had public schools during the Spanish times, but this time it was the whole country, no exception. My parents came from different parts of the country they spoke different dialects or languages, but they learned English. The early years were also in English, and then they learned each other's language, and it was crazy in the family. We were all speaking different languages at the same time, depending on how you feel. Christmas, it's the best time to be in the Philippines. They sing Christmas carols starting September. It's a time for family, and it's the time for cooking a lot of native delicacies. 
there's early morning mass at four o'clock in the morning, which really terrified me having to get up that early. It's called Misa de Gallo, or the Mass of the Cockscrow. But on Christmas Eve, there's what they call the Misa Aguinaldo. Aguinaldo means a present. You bring a present to the Christ child, and it's at midnight, and then we all come home for a midnight feast, and we call it the Noche Buena. And that's the best part, the eating and the present. Then we wake up late the next morning. If you are in a small neighborhood, in a small town, that's when we start visiting other homes. And it goes on from December 16 all the way to January 6, the Feast of the Three Kings. It's very much tied up to religious practices, but it's fun. Aside from the fact that I was young and I wanted to see the world, I was also working with a community in the countryside. They were being introduced to radio and how they could use radio for improving their livelihoods. They needed someone to go with uh, to the United States to ask for money to help fund the radio station. It was a work-study program. So we came to Washington, D.C., and talked to a lot of people in the development field with the State Department. I was convinced that I could stay for maybe two years and learn a lot. However, I got married. So I have been here since then, although I have visited relatively frequently enough. When I came here in 1970, there was not these problems with the immigration that we do have now. Things have changed. And in fact, they were encouraging us to come then, especially if you had professional training. A lot of my countrymen who came were doctors and nurses and lawyers, so we felt very welcome. As long as you have the qualifications and you are capable of supporting yourself, it was relatively easy. We have a different set of problems now, and they're using different solutions to deal with it. There is a saying, they say, that you bloom where you are planted. So no matter where you come, where you find yourself, it's up to you to make the most of that stay. I think if you have that attitude in life, whatever you do will be worth it. I miss my country a lot, but I also like being in the United States. So yes, it was worth it, but what also makes it worth it is I have two countries, and in that sense, it gives you a much bigger and wider and deeper understanding of your fellow human beings. This episode is based on an interview conducted by Julia, Emil, and Rick from Winchester Thurston School. To learn more about SLB Radio, visit slbradio.org.